You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, unless there's the bombshell of all bombshells that will be brought before the Supreme Court, let's say, by none other than Sidney Powell, it would appear that Joe Biden will be inaugurated president on January 20th, 2021. We understand he's going to start getting the daily presidential brief. These wheels now seem to be in motion. So a lot of people are wondering... Is there going to be a bombshell? Is, is, is the Kraken going to be released? People are waiting, but folks, I got to tell you, it's not looking good because time is running out. Stay with us, folks. All right, welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. Kyle Warren with you and welcome as we race into and rocket into this Tuesday edition of the broadcast. It is Tuesday, November 24th, 2020, and I hope that you're having a great day. Uh, I am, uh, even though we are seeing a lot of this, uh, a lot of these wheels in motion, a lot of these things happening that so many voters across the highways and byways of the land uh, would rather not see happening at this point point uh, with all of the issues with the legal challenges. Uh, they can't get to a judge that's really going to hear these things. Uh, we've heard from Sidney Powell. We've heard from other Trump attorneys, the uh, the, the Trump attorney team, uh, that they're looking at these constitutional issues and so forth. But one thing is, is really certain, and that is the clock is running. Yes, I know Al Gore took 37 days, this kind of thing, but the clock is running. We're seeing certifications now and um, unless there is unless unless there is a kraken unless there is a kraken uh you know this isn't going to work um if there is a kraken i will say this if there is a, a major bombshell if there is a kraken that is released by Sidney powell uh, then i do think especially if this information becomes widespread, even though it will be suppressed in many ways. Think the Joe Biden uh, China Hunter story that was suppressed just prior to the election. If something like this is suppressed, um, but if it gets out there, the American people, I think, their, at least their opinion, the tide will start turning if they see whatever the Kraken has to offer here. And also, I'll just say that because, you know, I think the American American people fundamentally are open-minded. They want to know if the election was was uh, was uh, uh, was uh, uh, defrauded. Uh, they want to know these things, and uh, and I want to know it. You want to know it. We all want to see it. We're waiting for Sidney Powell, and hopefully, 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 we will see uh, whatever uh, she has to uh, present very very soon. Once again, folks, welcome to the program. Glad to be with you here on this Tuesday edition. Don't forget, I will be a guest on the captain's america third watch radio program coming up later this evening uh, along the salem media group of stations also along the gcn network all of this happening as the captain himself captain matt bruce broadcasts from his flagship station of am860 the answer right there in tampa florida it all gets started at 11:05 p.m pacific 
2.05 a.m. Eastern Time. The captain and I will have a complete wrap-up of all of the day's events, all of the political news, everything that you need to be hearing about, and news that you're not hearing about, uh, perhaps un, uh, from other sources, other media sources uh, as well. Also taking your calls. Lots going on. We hope that you can join us live on the radio tonight. And once again, thanks for listening uh, to this program today uh, as, as we start. Uh, one other quick program note. <clears throat> Pardon me, folks. There is uh, we're going to be out of the studio on Wednesday, Thursday and most likely Friday uh, be, uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday, but back here on Monday as well. So um, we're going to say happy Thanksgiving on this program today because I may not uh, or I won't be here in the studio on Wednesday. And uh, so, again, it, well, I'll just take that opportunity right now. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And I'll tell you this, and I really do think it's important. And, and by the way, we have some great audio quotes on the program today we have uh, other news stories we've got a story from gm that's absolutely going to make your head spin uh from general motors so you got to stick around for that uh but first of course yes happy thanksgiving to everybody i think it's really really important uh to remember that even though the presidential election doesn't appear to have gone the way that so many of us would have liked for it to have gone for president trump to be reelected uh for the uh for the policies to continue um for jobs to continue to be created uh to come out of this covid nightmare uh and be able to rebuild our economy with a uh with a public and uh and a business community and a worker community uh, that is just raring to go because they really, really, truly are the people who have lost their small business or, or who have been so harmed by all of the shutdowns and all these things. They are simply ready to be uh, unleashed and back into the business world, back into the restaurant world, back into the hotel world, back into whatever, whatever um, uh, line of work that you are in. And people are waiting for that. But this is this is what I'm I'm concerned about now, even if you have the vaccine, which got here at warp speed, no doubt about that, which got here at warp speed. You've got people who are going to uh, get into the position now where we're going to get back to a little bit of normal within the next several months, perhaps into the middle, maybe towards uh, late uh, 2021. Um, But when they go back into the business world. When people are able to open their doors again uh, to uh, uh, higher capacities or maybe full capacity, whatever that is, they're going to find a landscape that's going to be so different, I, I think. And this is, I hope I'm wrong, but they're going to have a landscape that is so different. It's not going to have the pro-business landscape. It's not going to be a pro-business, pro-small business Uh, even, yes, pro-worker sort of environment coming from the Biden administration, the Biden machine. Okay, we're going to see taxes go up on on business and on small business. We're going to see the Trump tax cuts erased if they can if they can do that. Um, And that's going to mean your taxes, no matter no matter if you make four hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever. I I think it's going to raise everybody's taxes. Costs are going to go up. 
confidence is going to go down. Uh, businesses are going to hold on to their resources, to their cash, to their money, to to uh, to try to make sure that they can weather whatever whatever cockamamie thing is going to be coming down the pike from the Biden machine in terms of regulation, taxation, all kinds of weird rules and stuff like that. And um, it's going to be, unfortunately, a very, very different environment. So post-COVID, the economy uh, can will struggle, I'm, I'm afraid, because people will be struggling. They're not going to have the outlook uh, because they know that things have uh, the things are so different now because, again, you won't have Trump in the White House uh, trying to make sure that everybody has good opportunities. But what you will hear is that we're building back better. We're going to and it's going to make all these jobs and and we're going to transition this and transition that. And it's going to be it's just going to be all hunky dory. Everybody's going to be happy. Well, mark these words. And we come back here a year from now. We come back here a couple of years from now, certainly four years from now. And we will see. And again, I hope that I'm wrong. And I hope that people can get opportunity during this time period uh, that's coming upon us here. But getting back to the idea of happy Thanksgiving, though, we have so much to be thankful for. We have a country that can endure we have a country that can bounce back. We bounced back from Jimmy Carter. We bounced back from Barack Obama. Okay, we bounced back from these kinds. Of, and we can go back in history with major, major problems and so forth. We've always bounced back and we will bounce back again. So as you gather around the Thanksgiving table, even if you have plexiglass in between you and your family members, uh, no matter what, or if you're Zoom meeting or if you're FaceTiming or whatever it is, just remember that we have so much to be thankful for. You have so much to be thankful for in your life. I do in mine. This Thanksgiving, let's count our blessings. Let's give thanks unto the Lord because he's good and because he is going to see us through this and because we are going to bounce back no matter no matter if Joe Biden becomes president. It's just that simple. That should be the attitude that we should have. I hope that You're you do. Listening to Kyle Stay Warren. right there. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit AmVets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. <laughs> Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. 
He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, sir, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great liner right there. Much appreciated. And we're going to hear from Ron here in just a little bit with a brand new Edwards Notebook. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Don't forget, you can find me on Parlor now. The uh, handle is at Kyle Warren Show. So if you're on Parlor, come on over there, check it out. And find me at Kyle Warren Show. And we keep going up and up and up, folks, just like the music is doing right there. And there is one reason and one reason alone, and that, of course, is you, the listener, uh, making all this possible. We really appreciate it, and uh, we thank you for all the support you're giving, all the good wishes, all the encouragement, and, of course, the liking, the sharing, and the subscribing. We really appreciate that, too. And if you're new to the program and if you like what we do here, uh, we do ask that you consider liking the program on uh, on your social media, you know, sharing it on your social media, um, also subscribing to the program. Um, as well. Uh, once again, really appreciate it. And of course, the program's listed on many different uh, podcast uh, services and lists. Uh, for example, Google Podcasts and of course, Apple Podcasts. Welcome to everybody on Google and Apple Podcasts. Also on Spotify, Podcast Republic, and a host of others as well. Uh, always glad to be with you. And thanks again uh, for listening. We have so much to tell you about on the uh, program today. Uh, let's see here. So the Biden uh, the Biden machine has now got approval for transition and that gives the Biden machine access to resources. This from the AP. The federal government is set to begin working with President-elect Joe Biden's transition team now that the head of the General Services Administration has, quote, ascertained that he is the apparent winner of this month's presidential election. Among other things, the ascertainment process gives the incoming president and his team access to officials at federal agencies and directs the Justice Department to work on security clearances for transition team members and Biden political appointees. It even gives his team access to official government website domains. Okay, so first of all, before we get to some of the nuts and bolts of that, um, well, what does it do for the Justice Department? It makes them give them <laughs> makes them give security clearances. Okay, you know, I does it. I you know, I'm going to be. This is rhetorical. I'm trying to be funny. Does it matter? Does it really matter? I mean, can you imagine if the Justice Department, the Justice Department, spit out something and said, "Well, this person really doesn't." Uh, meet the security uh, requirements here uh, for something. Uh, can you imagine? Well, the media would have a field day. Late night talk show hosts would have a field day. We just, you know, again, and the reason I mentioned that, if we'd ever really hear about that, perhaps uh, at all, but certainly if somebody was supposed to be this, but they didn't and it came out somehow leaked that, well, they didn't pass a security clearance. Um, you know, the, the, the environment of the marriage of the media and the Democrat party, um, not just the media and politics, but media and Democrat party to a great degree, um, should be very concerning. 
you know, it's it's one thing to have, you know, we've always known that many journalists and many in the media have had sort of a bias, um, you know, and many times very palpable bias. Um, but we every, we always bake that in. We, you always sort of bake that into the news, to the reporting, and people kind of got it. Um, and uh, But now, of course, it just seems to be completely out in the open. Um, and that, to me, is a little bit scary because... When you look at some of these different regimes over the over the centuries, right? Uh, but certainly in the modern era, uh, one would say. Uh, but if you have, yeah, back in the day when they would, uh, <laughs> here's they're they're putting out a scroll. <laughs> I should simply say the modern era. Um, but um, certainly in the modern era of television and and to and to, a, and to a good degree newspapers and so forth but every time you know in prior to tv um but regimes that have had sort of this this information uh, you know lock on the information and how the information goes out how it's framed all these things you know their whole college courses on this kind of stuff right um it, it should be very scary because the informed public or the lack of informed public um, can make the real difference. And I mentioned earlier about the um, Hunter Biden, uh, China, Joe Biden story that was suppressed on on social media uh, just prior to the election. That had an effect. Um, it did have an effect because we know that a certain percentage of people who voted didn't know about this story. And of that percentage, Half of those people, I think it was like 36 percent and half of that 36 percent said, well, they, they wouldn't have voted for Biden had they known about the story. And so, again, um, it, it shows that this kind of stuff really does have an effect. But when you have a marriage between media and a party and party politics and an ideology, um, that is the scary thing, because um, no matter what happens from this point forward, um, if you always have a media looking to shore up as they've been doing Joe Biden um, during this whole campaign process, um, we're not going to hear uh, what we what we need to know. And I'm and I'm saying this specifically because there's a sound quote here we're going to hear in just a little bit from Joe Biden talking about his new national security team and so forth, how they're going to tell him what he needs to know, not just what he wants to know. And they're still, they're still all about, all this stuff is just about Trump, evidently. Um, but at any rate, um, if the public doesn't know what it needs to know, it can't be a real democracy. Now, can it? Now, people, of course, they can dig and people do have a responsibility uh, to find out. But when the general thrust, even as we've seen in the, in the days since November the 3rd, where it just the decision has come down from Mount Olympus. Joe Biden has won this thing. It doesn't matter if there's voter fraud. It doesn't matter if there's evidence of voter fraud. In fact, <clears throat> pardon me, claiming evidence of voter fraud is somehow undermining our democracy. It's not American. You're not with the program, this kind of thing. And when every single TV host, every single news source, every single thing is in lockstep, that's when you need to head for the hills, you know, and so it will be a very, very interesting thing to see if we actually get uh, hard questions to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, 
not just questions, uh, you know, about how wonderful is it now to be president? And isn't it great that Trump isn't president now? And, and, and what's it like to go live in the White House? Did you ever think you go live in the White House? I mean, all those years as vice president, did you ever think that it would be, they'd be moving you in one day? Tell us more about how that feels, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, whereas President Trump is like, how dare you move into the White House? That was Hillary's turn and, and this kind of thing. And the Russians stole the election and, and all this stuff. And so we'll be watching very, very carefully, of course. All right. Well, let's take a listen here real quick. As I, as I mentioned here, uh, we've got the uh, 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 Joe Biden uh, clip right here uh, regarding uh, what does he need to know uh, as opposed to what he wants to know. And of course, that is, I think, a dig on Trump because Trump would only want to hear what he, he wants to hear and, and all that. But Joe Biden, you know, he's so much more altruistic and he's so much more, you know, Mr. Reality Man or something like that. Really? OK, let's let's listen in. To this team, I thank them for accepting this call to service and for their families. I thank you all for your sacrifice. You know, we could do, uh, we could not do this without you in my view. Together, these public servants will restore America globally, its global leadership and its moral leadership. And will ensure that our service members, diplomats and intelligence professionals can do their job free of politics. They'll not only repair, they'll also reimagine American foreign policy and national security for the next generation. And they'll tell me what I need to know, not what I want to know, what I need to know. Not what I want to know, what I need to know. And what else is he going to do? Well, these public servants are going to work. Finally, finally, they're going to be able to do their jobs free of politics <laughs> oh boy that is a whopper and uh you know it's honestly you know they maybe they just believe that you will believe anything that he says he's saying this and, and by the way he's saying this from the office of the president elect and he's got uh, a little logo back there and everything and, um, you know, so he's going to reimagine foreign policy and these and these public servants are going to do their job free, free, free of politics, because, you know, up to this point, you know, it's all been politics. So Joe Biden, I'm so glad he's just not going to get bogged down in any kind of politics and and people are going to tell him what he needs to know. And and um, and on it goes. Um, but also what what what's what's contained in these kinds of statements, what he's basically saying, at least what I'm hearing in this is don't worry, uh, we're bringing back all the people that have been here uh, at some time or another in some other capacity or another. And really, I mean, I would like to say what what's really going on here is that these are the people that got us to where we were, to where the American people said, this is crazy. We're, we're going to go with Donald Trump. He's an outsider and we really do want to change things. And they voted for him. And so because everything was getting so screwed up under Obama and under years of Clinton and even was a lot of George Bush things, uh, you know, in, in hindsight, we're looking back at these things. And so here comes Donald Trump and with radical new ideas, not radical bad, but radical in the sense of it's no longer the same Washington uh, cohorts, the same sort of political class 
that is that is going to be running things. So what Joe Biden is doing, he's telling us all us little people that the smart people are back. The Washington crew is back um, and so on. And, um, you know, and and they're going to it's no more. But don't worry, but it's not going to be politics. Everything we do is going to be altruistic and good. And don't worry. But the but the real message of uh, even out of this entire election uh, is guess what, folks, the political class is simply not going to stand for it any longer where they're not going to uh, have outsiders. You have a political class running things, and that's it. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more, so stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show. In recent years, much has been done to try and eradicate our Thanksgiving holiday. Hello, I'm... Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. As a little boy growing up in Cleveland, my dad taught me about the importance of Thanksgiving. He often reminded me that although there are those who hate our republic, but for some reason never have the intestinal fortitude to leave, but we the people are blessed to have been born in this land of plenty, where our Bill of Rights enumerates our unalienable rights, and the Constitution places restraints on government or is supposed to. Dad would also talk to me about great Americans like the Pilgrims and Abraham Lincoln, who were motivated to declare days of thanksgiving and prayer, and other great Americans like Frederick Douglass, who grew to love and give thanks for being in America despite the worldwide practice of slavery. Dad taught me that if we as Americans have problems, we should seek providential guidance and give thanks for our real solutions, so that we would always be that sweet land of liberty and justice for all. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Tuesday edition of the program. And, of course, we want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving this week. We're going to be out of the studio on Wednesday and Thursday and, I believe, Friday. Uh, but either way, we're going to be back on Monday for sure, back on November 30th. And uh, so, again, hope that everybody has a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, uh, even with the with the lockdown and the restrictions and all these things, um, you know, we're still going to give thanks. That's that's what we're going to do. Um, OK, uh, so again, the Biden transition is uh, starting up, uh, it would appear, unless there's some bombshell again from Sidney Powell. And, um, you know, it would seem to me, folks, that in this country, if an American citizen of which Donald Trump is, uh, you know, if you can't get your grievances heard by a court, because they were an Obama appointee, uh, we got bigger problems. We, we, we've got just, I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg then of problems. Because again, what is the, what is the lady justice, uh, you know, the statue have? She's got the blindfold on. She's got the scales. She's got the blindfold. 
and she's not supposed to be a respecter of whoever's bringing that case. It's looking at the evidence. And unfortunately, and this is something we were talking about in the Captain's America earlier this morning as well, and that is look at the importance of who gets elected president because they appoint these federal judges and their legacy can be felt years and years later uh especially these obama appointees that won't hear the case and stuff like that you know this is this is really 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 important and so people talk about well the pendulum swings this way and the pendulum swings that way but and that's true but you have this long-lasting embeddedness and the embeddedness, by the way, an unforced error, I think, even in the early Trump administration was not requiring the resignation of everybody um, from the holdovers from Obama and this kind of thing and uh, just clean house. And so that was an enforced error on on their part, um, and it caused nothing but consternation, and it took a long time uh, to get things sort of cleared out uh, so the administration could run and fire on all cylinders. Uh, but uh, that is a time, it's a historical now sort of discussion. But uh, the uh, judges being appointed by presidents is a very, very real legacy, and we're seeing it play out right now. But in our country, if you can't have your grievances uh, reviewed by, uh, by you know, impartial judges and move the process through, which is why we have the rule of law and why we have these different things in place, uh, presumably to eventually get to the highest court in the land where you rise or fall with the highest court in the land. Um, then we've got a real problem in our country. All right, so the Biden transition beginning. What ex- what exactly does Biden get? Uh, this from the AP article with the ascertainment that is from the uh, uh, that is from the uh, uh, the General Services Administration. GSA will now release six point three million dollars in congressionally appropriated funds to Biden's transition team and one hundred seventy five thousand square feet of federal office space, including secure areas where Biden and his team can receive sensitive intelligence briefings. Does Biden's team really need the money in office space? Biden made it clear soon after declaring victory that the money that came with ascertainment was of less concern. But the president-elect and aides said the designation was crucial so he could legally begin consulting with federal government experts about plans to distribute a coronavirus vaccine that is expected to uh, to uh, to come soon to the market. Uh, Trump administration officials had also refused to give Biden the classified presidential daily briefing on intelligence matters until the GSA made the ascertainment official. Um, and again, part of this is also sort of following the rules. Are we just supposed to follow CBS News? Uh, I, I don't know what it what we're supposed to do here. And what is official? Well, it looks official. It's on television, right? But there are these machinations and there are these things that you have to go through, um, re- whether you're transitioning to Trump or transitioning to Biden or transitioning to whomever. Um, and so this, this is the thing that's supposed to set us apart from other countries. Um, but but again, you know, so much politics involved and, um, you know, if there's no official ascertainment, if there's no if there's no um, certifications and everything's up in the air and you have legitimate legal challenges, um, you know, it seems like, well, maybe those things don't fall into place until they and until these things occur then they can fall into place um it also means the white house transition coordinating council can proceed 
with Homeland Security and emergency preparedness exercises with Biden's team as required by law. Why does it matter, says the article? Slowing the pace of transition could hamstring a new administration right out of the gate. The Trump, well, we know what Biden's going to do day one. I don't, you know, I understand the importance of the transition, and so I'm not mocking that. Uh, but Biden's transition, I mean, he already can write this on the back of a cocktail napkin. Day one, um, reverse all Trump things, right? That's that's number one. Number two, uh, get back in the Iran deal, right? Just just call Iran immediately and and tell them uh, we're back in the Iran deal. Uh, and number three uh, is going to be national mass mandate. I mean, so it's pretty, you know. Again, he could he could email this to everybody. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, and of course, I'm being facetious, of course. But you know that I mean. You know, so Joe Biden, Joe Biden and the, the team, I, I don't think by the time it gets to January 20th, they're going to be hamstrung where you're hearing these kinds of things is because it's Trump. And that's that. And if the media was with Trump, then they would be saying Trump is valiantly fighting in order to make sure that illegal votes weren't put into the election, which caused the undermining of everybody else's votes and subverted the will of the American people. But they're not with Trump. They're against Trump. So now Trump is hamstringing Joe Biden, who they like. And so that's where the politics are, obviously. Uh, let's see. Um, the Trump administration experts say never fully recovered from the slow pace of hiring from its mismanaged 2016 transition after Trump tossed aside carefully prepared plans the day after his victory. That said, the Biden transition team has started moving forward with building out the new administration. Biden announced on Monday that he's nominating Anthony Blinken to serve as Secretary of State, Alejandro Mayorkas to be Homeland Security Secretary, Linda Thomas-Greenfield to be Ambassador to the United Nations, and Avril Haines to serve as Director of National Intelligence. He's also expected to form to soon formally announce that he's nominating former Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen to become Treasury Secretary. Well, I guess that's better than having it be Elizabeth Warren. Okay, I guess to some degree that's just better. Um, and so I don't know uh, if whatever kind of role she might have, uh, but um, you know, you never you never know. But this now look at the National Security Advisor though. Uh, this from uh, this from Newsmax. Joe Biden's National Security Advisor pick defended the anti-Trump dossier in 2018 as, quote, perfectly appropriate. All right. Many news outlets have declared Biden the president-elect. Newsmax has yet to project a winner, citing legal challenges in several key battleground states, which makes Newsmax this outlier, you know, completely uh, because there are these challenges. So, you know, and again, if the situation were reversed and Biden was challenging these things, they'd say, the you know we don't know that president trump is going to serve a second term yet because there are these challenges we got to wait until these things are completed and it's just so obvious and it's just so stupid right that's we 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 can see that with our own eyes um uh jake sullivan who worked for biden when he served as vice president in the obama administration as a senior foreign policy advisor to hillary during her presidential race in 2016 made the comments on a podcast interview with david axelrod chief strategist for obama's presidential campaigns i mean i believe that it's perfectly appropriate appropriate and responsible if we get wind 
or if people associated with the campaign get wind that there might there may be real questions about the connections between Donald Trump, his organization, his campaign, and Russia, that uh, that uh, that are need to, uh, that are be fully explored, he said at the time. The Daily Caller reported. Sullivan worked for Clinton when a law firm representing her campaign hired an opposition research firm to investigate Trump's possible ties to Russia. The firm hired Christopher Steele, the author behind the dossier alleging a well-developed conspiracy of cooperation between the Trump campaign and the Russian government. Well, I don't know. And of course, that was all a big, uh, big uh, set of hogwash there. Uh, but it's interesting. Nobody's mentioning Russia right now. Nobody's mentioning Russia. You know, like, did Vladimir Putin change his mind or something? You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke it's even more important you lower your cholesterol lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol visit stroke.org today hey john i just heard you got a new computer congratulations thanks it's the coolest thing what will you do with your old computer i don't know i guess i'll just throw it away well my company just bought new computers and we decided to donate the old pcs to a place that gives them to local schools you can do something like that seriously who would want a three-year-old computer hey it might be great for someone else Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's plug-in to e-cycling partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug-in. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last night. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. I'm Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're being schooled by Kyle Warren, the professor of politics. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. And yes, class is in session, and we are taking attendance, so please raise your hand if you're here. And you know who's back? John Kerry. 
That's <laughs> I'm not making it up, folks. He's the uh, named as the new environmental envoy for <laughs> for Joe Biden, the environmental environmental punishment czar, as we might refer to him here uh, pretty soon. Uh, but uh, he's uh, he's now back, and uh, he. <laughs> had some things to say i think we have some of those comments here john Kerry talking about uh, uh that he well he actually said uh god's work must truly be our own so huh, hmm. uh, okay uh, that's that's john Kerry saying that so i don't know maybe he's is he privy to some sort of <laughs> thing we don't know about i i just don't know but but here you go this is where all this environmental stuff uh, the regulation and the and the you know stop the energy production and all this stuff uh, it's going to be told to you that this is god's work that we're doing and and uh, so you can't you still can't go against against uh, the biden machine on that so let's let's listen in to john Kerry for a moment presidential envoy for climate change nominee he's the nominee right now but he's the presidential envoy for climate change <laughs> And I, as I'll probably refer to as we continue on, uh, environmental punishments are. Let's 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 continue. We'll provide it. The road ahead is exciting, actually. It means creating millions of middle class jobs. It means less pollution in our air and ocean. It means making life healthier for citizens across the world. And it means we will strengthen the security of every nation in the world. In addressing the climate crisis, President-elect Joe Biden is determined to seize the future now and leave a healing planet to future generations. 57 years ago this week, Joe Biden and I were college kids when we lost the president who inspired both of us to try to make a difference. A president who reminded us that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. President Joe Biden will trust in God, and he will also trust in science to guide our work on earth to protect God's creation. Mr. President-elect and Vice President-elect Harris, I look forward to getting to work. Wow. Okay. Well, there you, there you have it. Now, he did mention... Uh, he did mention, of course, uh, the anniversary of the assassination of John Kennedy. And uh, I will I will say this. And yes, I was uh, remembering uh, John Kennedy. Uh, he uh, uh, I know him from history. Of course, uh, he was assassinated before my time. But I, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, and that is looking back in history and learning about John Kennedy and learning about where America was headed at the time that he was uh, that he was uh, taken and uh, as he was assassinated back in 1963, um, I think we see some parallels developing in history. Um, we can go back to the Civil War, for example, in 1865. Uh, Abraham Lincoln took the oath of office again with malice towards none and with, you know, uh, with mercy for all, malice towards none, basically, um, we were going to move forward. And and Lincoln was, was, was assassinated. We don't know the course our country would have taken um, under Reconstruction 
being led by Abraham Lincoln? That is a, a an ongoing, timeless historical question. Um, it didn't go well. Uh, that, that's that's the thing. A hundred years later, we saw a civil rights movement. We saw Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. A hundred years after the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. So we don't know what course our country would have taken. With John Kennedy being assassinated in 1963, we don't know the course our country would have taken. But I think there is a lot of consensus that the Vietnam War uh, would not have been as it was. Uh, it may not. It was. It was, of course, escalated by by uh, uh, by Johnson and so forth. Um, and uh, again, really got rubbed up after Kennedy uh, was gone. Um, and in a similar way. Um, we're seeing this president essentially be railroaded out of the White House um, because he was leading the nation, because he was doing things that were benefiting the United States. Uh, he was doing things that were putting us in a better position in order to deal on the global uh, the global uh, stage. And now we we won't know what things might be like if Joe Biden and the Biden machine gets in. But here's John Kerry. Oh, this God's work must truly be our own. And Joe Biden's going to trust in God. Then he's going to trust in science. Well, I'll tell you this much. You know, I, I learned I learned about science as I was growing up and in school and, and so forth. And science is a wonderful tool. There's no doubt about it. But don't forget, John Kerry, that science told us a lot of wacky things over the generations uh, that uh, got proven to be false at some point and this kind of thing. And so the 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 rhetoric that he's trusting in science and now he's telling us that Joe Biden's going to trust in God. That's good to hear. But don't forget what Joe Biden told us at the Democrat National Convention. He was convinced that no miracle is coming. And he was, why was he saying that? He was saying that because he wanted everybody to be terrified and scared. He wanted to take away hope from everybody. Somehow, you know, Joe Biden's science is going to be better than science under the Trump administration where actual scientists were making an actual, uh, making an actual uh, vaccine. And those very same people that made the vaccine decided they weren't going to tell everybody they had a really great 90% effective vaccine until after the election. So you tell me, were they making, was Trump making some hoax vaccine that was never going to work or nobody should take, according to Kamala Harris, uh, if it's coming from Donald or she wouldn't take from Donald Trump, this kind of thing, when the very vaccine makers themselves evidently had some kind of uh, would appear some kind of political agenda by not letting everybody know they had a great vaccine until after the magical date of November the 3rd. And on it goes. Um, so now, of course, Joe Biden's going to leave a healing planet. By the way, how much did the oceans rise after Trump came into office because they were supposed to stop either stop rising or 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 reduce rising or something because of Obama because Obama stayed on the stage one day right and said this is the time when the ocean stopped rising you know that kind of stuff so this is what we're being told right this is what we're being told um, so I guess we'll we'll see but uh, John Kerry probably just happy to be back in the mix again and uh, you know now he can tell us all the stuff we need to do. Okay. Uh, well, as I mentioned, General Motors, this is, uh, this, where is this coming from? This is coming from, uh, well, well, looks like, where is this coming from? Uh, Microsoft News looks like it's being, it's listing it. 
Uh, but General Motors has announced that it's withdrawing from the California emissions preemption litigation spearheaded by the outgoing Trump administration. Get this, folks. In a letter signed by Chairman and CEO Mary Barra to 11 environment organizations, env- environment organization leaders, rather, the company also urged other automakers to join its departure while throwing its full support behind the incoming Biden administration. President-elect Biden recently said, I believe we can own the 21st century car market again by moving to electric vehicles. How do we produce the electricity? Is it was it coal or what do we use for that these days? Well, we're going to have wind power, I guess. It's going to charge up everybody's cars. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I hope it could. I mean, I think we need to have a... Um, uh, very mission-specific things. We should let a thousand flowers bloom for energy, electricity, and solar, and wind, and all this, and have everything sort of work in concert. Um, but it's the political uh, correctness of it all. Well, that's it. No, we're getting rid of cars. Nope, it's all going to be electric. And now we're now we're throwing our full support behind the Biden administration. Hmm. Uh, we at General Motors couldn't agree more about moving to electric vehicles. The letter reads, we are inspired by the president-elect's Build Back Better plan, which outlines a clear intention to expand vehicle electrification in the United States, create 1 million jobs, install 550,000 charging stations, and position America, American auto workers and manufacturers to win the race for electrification. While this could certainly be read as the company seeing where the wind is now blowing, maybe, uh, and attempting to integrate uh, itself to the incoming administration, it recently announced a a product plan that would at least indicate GM was already well on its way to electrifying its lineup. Uh, Last week, they said, we announced that we will launch 30 new EVs globally by 2025, and two-thirds of those vehicles will be in the U.S., the letter continues. We're also committed more than $27 billion in planned EV and autonomous vehicle product spending, exceeding GM's combined gas and diesel investments for the first time. Cadillac, in particular, is committed to being an EV-focused brand, says the article, and is even offering $500,000 to dealers who would rather close their doors than transition to electric. Hmm. Well, again, it's interesting. You know, I always think the market needs to needs to sort of drive these things. And electric cars are great. My neighbor has an electric car. Um, and um, but, you know, uh, it, it, I think it, where the market goes, that's that's where the manufacturers should be going. Uh, but, yeah, I wonder about this uh, this uh, this little uh, uh, line here. You know, are they just seeing where the wind is now blowing? Well, the wind seems to be blowing that way. And uh, and here they go. So they're even getting out of the lawsuit because, oh, that was a Trump lawsuit. We don't want to be because you know why? Maybe they're afraid. Maybe they're afraid they're going to get picketed by anti-Trump people because they're trying to, you know, continue to build automobiles or something or SUVs or gas powered anything. Um, but, you know, and I, I think the technology is great. I think we'll see how far it really goes. And we will see from there. Folks, thanks for listening to the program today. Have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. We will see you back here on Monday and on the radio tonight. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.